This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Hello, Dr. B. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. How are you, Anshu? I'm very good. Thank you for being here today. So I'll do a quick introduction to you, and then we'll go through our questions, and then we'll open up to questions from the audience. So Dr. V or Vishaka Shivdasani is a medical doctor, and she's a nutritionist, as I was saying before. She's treated patients all over the world for things like weight management, diabetes, heart problems, etc., and she uses nutrition and lifestyle changes to help them so it's not just nutrition she combines it and we're going and she's written this and she's the president vice president of south south bombay's medical association of doctors she's been named the nutritionist of the year by vogue and she's also been named the wellness one of the wellness influencers of india so welcome again to our chat thank you anshu and we'll start with what is wellness to you i think wellness is alignment of mind body soul mm-hmm. not just the absence of disease it's what you can do to optimize and get the best possible health that's so merely one it's not merely just the absence of disease okay love now you know i know you've just written this book so i purposely didn't talk much about it i want you to tell us about the book and also what you do So my book is on covid mm-hmm. it's covid and post covid recovery dr v's six point plan that's me mm-hmm. and um i basically talk about six um different ways where you can change the outcome of covid whether you already have covid or you are a long hauler which means you're battling its complications just through these six lifestyle measures there is of course a chapter at the end of the book also on what you can do to increase the outcomes and the efficacy of the vaccine what i do i am a family physician and like you said i integrate not just lifestyle and nutrition also medicine required because i can mm-hmm. but uh, there are sometimes you do need support from medication at least for the first few months mm-hmm. you know whilst a person because you can't suddenly drop the weight or suddenly become you know reverse your diabetes that takes a while so yeah. we do take help of medication whilst one's on the is on the program and then we slowly wean them off completely okay now tell me about your book how did you manage to do it so quickly yeah everyone's been asking me that um it was difficult it was very difficult i have stayed up many many nights woken up at odd hours for several months i did it over about 3 or 4 months because i was too busy seeing covid patients treating right. them seeing right. regular patients at the clinic because you can't tell your patient that i'm too busy writing a book yes. when they yes. well right because they they don't care that they're, they're sick and rightly so and um so i did that in the day and writing the book was a night job oh wow <laughs> so whilst most people sat and drank at home i wrote the book at home oh wow okay <laughs> but yeah i did three months and i think um i have to give credit to my patients really because the inspiration came from them i see okay you know uh, for us in the uk it's been really timely 
because we're all paralyzed still. So I know India is slowly beginning to open up, but for us, this vaccine and the COVID recovery is so important. So your book is very, very timely. Um, so now let's get into the details of it. How, do, what happened, you know, let's talk about people who are recovering from COVID. So how do you suggest they, you know, in a nutshell, can you tell us how do you suggest that the, they deal with it, the long haulers as well? And what are the parameters that they should be monitoring regularly? See, blood tests are not as big a thing in the UK as they are in India. That is true. Uh, first of all, you know, I, I know the situation in UK because I treat people all over the world yes. and currently plenty in the UK, including several doctors, ironically. Who oh, consult. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they, you know, I, I get a day-to-day -day thing of what's happening in all parts of the world. But even in India, mm -hmm. right now, especially in Bombay where I am, things aren't really opening up. They're talking about, a, you know, another lockdown right now because we've got the number of cases have gone up significantly over the last one week. Yeah. And um, we have, they, they fear that, you know, the, the same, well, same or different mutation that has happened in South Africa or in UK. We're hoping that there isn't a different mutation here. In oh, which case, God. we're not even sure, even the people who are vaccinated, me included, we're not even sure whether the vaccine would work or not, right? Mm -hmm. That only time will tell. Yes. So, which is why, like I say in the book, mutations may come and go, viruses mm -hmm. may go, any pathogen, all you really have, all we really have is our resilience. We need to improve, do what it takes to improve our immunity, to be able yeah. to any pathogen, be it COVID-19, be it, you know, another pandemic that may hit us, God forbid, be it any, you know, any comorbid condition, which we know mm -hmm. is uh, worsen our outcomes. Right. So we need what it takes as far. So the book basically talks about what we can do to improve our immunity uh, with the six point plan for somebody who already has COVID or is fighting, um, you know, the, a lot, you know, the, the post-COVID complications is a long hauler. The one test, I know in the UK, like you said, tests aren't big, but the one test I do tell everyone to do, and I've written about it extensively in my book, is the yes. C-reactive protein. Yes. The C because the CRP is an inflammation marker that actually will tell you the prognosis. It tells you which way you're going. Okay. And it doesn't matter whether you're doing the other tests. They don't have to be expensive. The CRP, at least in India, costs a few hundred rupees, which means okay. nothing. And, you know, we don't have to do the gamut of IL-6 and ferritin and you know, D-dimer and all the others, as long as you just have this one marker, because it tells you if you have inflammation in any part of the body. It doesn't tell you specifically which part, but we know that there is inflammation. We also know that people who have inflammation, whose CRP is elevated, are the ones with the worst prognosis. So then we can deal with it in a specific way. We know that we need to reduce the inflammation and you're going to improve the outcomes. Okay, that's lovely. And what about people who um, people who are preparing for the vaccine? Because that's again, can you give us a few quick pointers on the best way to do it? So, this is based on um, studies that have been done with other vaccines in the past, and we're extrapolating it, thinking you know, it's it's if it's something that's worked for X and Y vaccine in the past, it uh -huh. should this vaccine do. So there are studies that show that you, if you improve, if you increase your content of protein in the diet mm -hmm. you know, before, or if you sleep better, if you have more micronutrients like zinc, you can actually increase the efficacy of the vaccine. Alcohol is a big one, and there are yeah. lots of 
people, you know, saying that 45 days, I actually in my study found that 45 days wasn't really scientifically proven anywhere. Oh. Yes, drinking is a bad idea. Oh. Um, you know, if it means for 45 days, you can have maybe a drink. And, you know, uh, I, we didn't see any study that says that was uh, a problem. But binge drinking, of course, is a problem because, you know, um, everything needs to go via the, the liver. You need to metabolize stuff and you, you cannot have copious amounts of alcohol in your system. So vis-a-vis protein, sleep, zinc content, certain probiotics can also improve efficacy. So I've written about those in the book. So that gets us nicely to your six-point plan. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Sure. It's fascinating that I, you know, that you looked at the whole, the human being as a whole, you know. So please tell us about it. I found that fascinating. Thank you, because you know, uh, talking about the human being as a whole, when we treat with medications, and I treat with medication too when required, like I said, that would, you know, it's like putting a bandaid, and that treats inflammation at a particular part. You've got which is inflammation of the heart, you treat that bit. You've got tachycardia, which is fast heart rate. I'd give you a beta blocker. If you've got, so if you've got inflammation in any, any part of the body, in you know whether you've got an arthritis or a pancreatitis, I will treat with medication, but that will help that one particular organ. When you use the six-point plan, you are actually ridding, the entire body is getting rid of inflammation. It's not just one particular organ or one particular. So wherever inflammation may strike, we don't know. But the six-point plan will help you combat inflammation in the entire body. That was, you know, the, the real reason I said uh, I, I need that message to go out. As um, now talking about the six-point plan, of course, we talk about diet and we talk about an anti-inflammatory diet. So whatever it is that we can do vis-a-vis food, to reduce the inflammation. Okay. Now, sugar is the number one inflammatory. I know. And it's my, it's my one thing which I struggle with in your whole book. That's the bit I was cringing when I read. So I talk about this in every single interview of mine. It's the single most inflammatory food group. It should not be called a food group. It should be called a food-like substance, really. Because, uh, you know, it's almost like a narcotic and it's uh, addictive, which is why, you know, you find that's your Achilles tendon and you find it so difficult to give up. But um, sugar causes inflammation like no other food group does. So if you are having, if you are battling COVID-19, please do yourself a favor. Give up sugar, give up all processed food. Mm-hmm. Begin your day with a protein. Begin your day with a protein with a good fat. So whether it is eggs with the yellow or whether it is avocado or whether, you know, if you're vegetarian and want to do some soy or tofu, whatever it is, you please begin your day not with bread and not mm-hmm. with eggs and not with cereal, which are the worst kind of processed inflammatory food. So you can bring down inflammation hugely. There are studies that show whether it's the insulin level or the leptin level, they can come down in a matter of two or three days, which in turn brings wow. down the inflammation. And these are not things that take three months. They take two or three days. You know, if you are going to be in isolation, suffering from, you know, when you're battling the, the virus for 14 mm-hmm. days, or if you're a long hauler, use this time to change the rest of your life, your health parameters. Absolutely. You know, that's very good advice. Begin your day correctly. Get rid of processed food. Make sure there's enough protein in your diet. To fight any infection, be it a virus or otherwise, you need antibodies. That's how even the vaccines work, right? They, they, they generate antibodies. Antibodies are made of protein. Mm-hmm. If you are deficient in antibodies, you're not going to make that. If you're deficient in protein, how are you going to make the antibodies? Yes. You're not going to make them. So how are you going to fight the infection? 
So you must improve, you must increase your, your protein um, intake in your diet. So, and don't fear your fat. I've written this very, very clearly. I know. I know. Yes. Don't fear. Most people say, oh my God, you know, fat is going to give me a heart attack. Fat is going to cause this. No, it is not. Include good fat, not the rancid variety, not deep fried variety. Just include good quality fat, whether it's avocado, whether it is olive oil, um, avo oil, ghee, butter, grass-fed butter, just, you know, good quality fish. So as long as you have good fat, you need, your, your cell layer is made up of fat. Mm-hmm. It's lipid layer, right? If you are deficient in fat, the, the, the lipid layer is going to get weak. Yeah. So it's going to give easy penetration, easy access to the, the virus. How are you going to fight it? Also are fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. You need fat to help the absorption of these vitamins. So if you're going to be low in fat, how are they going to get absorbed? You might be taking the supplements. You're just going to excrete them. So not in the urine because these are fat-soluble, but you're not going to absorb them. So don't fear your fat. Eat good quality protein. Eat ample protein. Eat uh, and just stay off refined sugars, refined food. That should be your anti-inflammatory diet. That's number one. Okay. Second, if we talk about sleep. Yeah. So there are tons of studies that show that if you don't sleep well, efficacy of the vaccine reduces. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know during COVID-19, stress levels are very high. So people find it very difficult. And mm-hmm. so many patients who come to ask me, can we please take sleeping pills, especially now? Okay. Because- right? This is a bad time to start a sleeping pill. A sleeping pill will almost surely reduce your immunity. Mm. So if you're already on a pill, I'm not going to stop someone who's on it already. But I would not start someone on a pill. There are lots of natural things that you can do. So you can take natural supplements like melatonin. You can take magnesium. Also, I've written in detail in my book. Because these provide benefits at so many levels. Mm. And they your natural circadian rhythm they help you sleep better the anti-inflammatory the antioxidants so you know if you're really finding problems sleeping you need to incorporate that if you're deficient in sleep your cortisol level is going to be elevated your hormones are going to go for a toss your immune levels your immunity is going to drop so just focus on sleep focus on how to sleep according to your circadian rhythm i've written in the book the things you can do to sleep according to that mm-hmm. Or you need to find you need to find yourself that protocol. It's free of cost. It doesn't you know take time. It takes a few minutes, but it's it hugely impacts health. So that's the second thing. The second thing, sleep. Yeah, sleep. Third one would be gut health. Now, you know we don't really focus so much on gut health, but the fact is that seventy percent of our immune system is in our gut. Mm-hmm. If that is not a wake up call. I don't know what is because that's seventy percent of uh, you know our, our immune cells so um, you need to include prebiotics probiotics and exclude junk food like sugar mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Will be, okay. yeah it, it you know it, it, most of it will boil down to that and, as, yeah. and also like i said you need to so prebiotics like yogurt sauerkraut miso pickle you mm. need to include include those uh, as probiotics, sorry. And prebiotics, you need to have more fiber, which comes predominantly through green leafy vegetables, which are also very high in magnesium by default. So you you need to do those kind of things and you need to get rid of your processed foods. And um, so you also, when you take supplements, which we'll come to later, but certain supplements like zinc also help 
with your gut barrier so they maintain mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. you don't what's called the leaky gut syndrome which causes inflammation then so you know you you need to take care of your gut health also you need to make sure you're pooping well you need to you know so if you have like a discrepancy of pattern suddenly please address it with your doctor and see what you can do to change that okay. because that's your body telling you that there is something amiss okay uh, we talk about supplements so when we talk about supplements we talk about vitamin e vitamin c zinc and magnesium of course there are lots of other supplements natural supplements yeah that i've i've spoken about in the book too but predominantly these based on your symptoms most of these i mean you know vitamin c is an antioxidant inflammatory hugely helps with stress and most of us and also it gets depleted when we are stressed and i don't know right. who is your really whether you are uh, fearing that you may get the virus or you have you know so you you need to take care of um uh, your vitamin c levels the way to take vitamin c is to take it 500 mg in the morning 500 mg at night don't take right. it in one go because right. the bioavailability which means it's uh, can be absorbed in the body it stays in the stream only for 12 hours so for and then it to, the body gets rid of it right that, as you're just paying for expensive urine like i say so you need to just you know split it now i'm going to come back to sugar again when you take sugar your body can actually absorb the sugar and leave out the vitamin c so as a result you're absorbing you might be taking the supplement but you're absorbing the sugar and mm-hmm. vitamin c is getting excreted okay so one more reason to get rid of that sugar wow okay when we talk about zinc zinc is what we call a negative ion of four which means it actually prevents the viral replication within the cell so if the cell has been uh, infected by the virus the rate of infection within the cells can get reduced by taking zinc just don't overdo the zinc because a lot of people take 50 mg from you know the time covid i i see prescriptions from uh, february of last year until now and then we see a toxicity of zinc as we do of also of d so that should be you know um, you should speak to your doctor and then decide what you need to take dr v i think that's a very important point and i always say that talk to your doctor before just self supplementing because i found people have had liver issues because they're just popping in pills absolutely see this is not medical advice we're giving you a general guideline here so yes. you're aware this is more for awareness yes. for a prescription you need to speak to your doctor your healthcare provider and every body type is different everyone's needs are different so if someone came to me saying that i have you know an issue with smell and i've suddenly lost my zinc i know more often more likely than not even without doing your blood work chances are you're low in zinc but people who take nasal sprays zinc sprays which are very big in the west at least in the us they can get complete they can get anosmia for life so they can lose their smell for life so go easy and do it under um, supervision you know okay and d is of course the superstar of uh, covid as far as vitamins are concerned there are enough and more medical history uh, scientific studies to show the the value of d and how it plays a role even in enhancing your lung condition so it's very very important to take the d again vitamin d has to be taken only and only under supervision it's a fat soluble vitamin you can get toxicity ballpark 15 to 20 minutes right mm-hmm. is a great plan um do the shadow test which means if your shadow is less than your height really yes. that's i read that yes i, never, i didn't know that before that's fascinating yeah 
that means you're absorbing the UVB because that's how your body absorbs it when you're when the sunlight hits the skin. So the shadow has to be less than your height. Correct. But if it's longer, that means the UVB is not really getting absorbed. So do a ballpark. Sometimes you can just change direction and the shadow changes and you know that you know you're getting uh, enough. So it's it's a good it's a good gauge to use. And there are also studies to show that so there are lots of mega doses of 60,000 units that are being prescribed now. But there are studies to show that a small dose of 1,000 IU is actually more useful long-term taking the 60,000 as a bolus dose. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's useful to know. Okay. So again, speak to your doctor. Then, then based on your blood parameters or your history, you can take them. Have I missed out any? Oh, I missed out my favorite, magnesium. So uh, it's actually my favorite uh, of, of all of them. I love magnesium too. Yeah. I find so many people have sleep issues and magnesium helps naturally with sleep. Um, you know, when people have COVID, especially the elderly, they're almost bedridden. So there's lack of movement because of which there's constipation. Mm-hmm. Magnesium for that. So it works, you know, it's multifaceted and works in so many different ways. Um, of course, it helps with absorption of the vitamin D that you're taking. So, it, you know, it's useful for that too. And um, a lot of people get tachycardia especially post-COVID. So their heart rate goes really quick. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking a beta blocker, mm-hmm. can speak to your doctor, but I'm just putting it out there. It's worth taking a magnesium supplement because that in itself can reduce the heart rate. And I've tried it on, I can't tell you, n number of people. And uh, it it's works so well for anxiety. So oh, yep. magnesium is my favorite probably of the lot. Yeah, and I think in your book, you've described the sorts of magnesium that are useful. So. Right, because you have some that are more bioavailable than the other. Mm-hmm. So you pick the correct ones and, you know, see the ones that suit you. Okay, lovely. So have we gone through all six? We've done sleep, supplements, exercise? Yes, yeah, stress and exercise. Okay, as far as exercise is concerned, I tell everyone whilst they have COVID, start breathing exercises, lung exercises, even whilst you have it, even in isolation. Because most of the complications happen with, you know, the problems that happen with with the lung, like lung capacity going down. So you need to um, do breathing exercises. You can just blow into a balloon. Mm -hmm. You can take a straw and blow into, you know, a glass with a little water. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that your lung is expanded and the, the lung capacity is good. See, we're not talking. We're not doing anything when we're in isolation. This helps. If you can your hands on a spirometer and use that to check your baseline even that works but if you can't just blowing into a balloon or just like blowing into a straw that in itself will do the trick so you can do that for your lung exercises then it's important to do a six minute walk test that in my mind is a life-saving test Mm -hmm. everybody nowadays has a pulse oximeter at home Mm -hmm. you need to check what your baseline saturation is Mm -hmm. Suppose your baseline saturation is 95, mm-hmm. right? Give your ballpark figure. And you walk six minutes and you check the saturation again. If it has fallen more than 3%, that means it's down to, say, 92. Mm-hmm. You know that you're desaturating. And you need to see your doctor or go into a hospital immediately. Okay. So feel it. This is but during COVID or even the, after. During or after, if you're covered and if you feel that way, but more often than not, most people who desaturate happens during the 14 days of COVID. 
But very often they'll take it and they'll say, you know, our saturation is 97, 98, we're doing well. But when they start walking, now I'm not talking about people who've got fibrosis or who otherwise can't walk or who are above the age of 65 or, you know, who, who can't do a six minute walk test regularly. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people like you and me who can normally walk for an hour, but mm -hmm. during COVID are saturating, desaturating at six minutes. Then there is a problem. And very often you won't know it until you don't do the six minute walk test and check again. So you must do that. Um, that's one thing. If you are not desaturating, then it's time to start doing maybe day seven, day nine, depends on your symptoms. It's time to do some amount of yoga because yoga, you know, covers the entire uh, range. It, you know, covers balance, lung exercises, a bit of cardio, muscle building, all of it. So that's a good place. I wouldn't, you know, recommend doing some jumping jacks in the room or uh, something. So yoga is a great place to start. Once you have recovered, then based on whether you are symptomatic or not, then you should speak to your doctor on what you should do. I tell all my patients, please start slow. Don't hit the gym immediately. So maybe start with just like a 20-minute walk, 30-minute walk. Listen to your body. Are you getting a tachycardia? Is your heart rate going up more than it normally does? So you, if you're in tune and you can listen to it, chances are you'll be well on the road to recovery faster. But if you're going to be very enthusiastic and miss these subclinical signs, then we're going to land up, you're going to land up being a long hauler. So you need to be very careful right after, during and after, because these are all signs of inflammation again in the body. Okay which is why it's so important to do those lung exercises also and sleep stress no i finished no sleep. stress we did sleep stress yes so you know i say this also over and over you can do everything right but yeah, if you take care of your stress and if your stress levels are elevated you are already in a state of inflammation you could eat right, sleep well, take care of your gut health. But if you are really stressed, you are already chronically inflamed. Yeah. So when means you need to take your magnesium or you need to follow the circadian pattern of sleeping, whatever it is, you have to do what it takes to lower your stress. It's very easy for me to sit and say, you know, here and just say, oh, you know, you need to get rid of your stress. But, yeah. it's but that's the most difficult thing in the world, right? Yeah. COVID or otherwise, it happens. It's the easiest thing to do, uh, to, to say. But, you know, it's been proved medically, scientifically, in yoga journals, that if you breathe correctly. See, when you're stressed, you're in a state of sympathetic overdrive. Yes. So we have two parts of our ANS. We have a sympathetic nervous system and a parasympathetic. Yes. Sympathetic is a state of stress. It's what we call fight and flight. Mm -hmm. You know, what doctors used to when... A wild animal and you have to run you're yeah. in right? yeah. 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 today's day and age we don't have wild animals running after us but it's financial insecurity yeah. it gets, you know, the COVID stress yeah. whatever it is right yeah. but if you are constantly in that sympathetic state and your body is not in the parasympathetic which is rest and digest right so if I am constantly in that state then I'm constantly in a state of inflammation which means whether it's COVID or whether it is any other bacteria, any other pathogen, forget the virus, anything else, my body is not going to respond to it well because it's so busy fighting that inflammation. Mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't have any immune response left to yes. fight the yeah. pathogen that, that's, that's attacking me. So we need to address that and we need to move from the sympathetic to parasympathetic. parasympathetic yes. And breathing is probably the simplest way to achieve that. And it takes about 10 minutes a day 
in the morning and in the evening to move from the state. So you need to breathe correctly. In my book, if you read it, I have written in detail how to breathe. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. so in short, it's to breathe through the nose and mm -hmm. not the mouth. A lot of people are mouth breathers inadvertently, right? So they breathe the mouth open when they sleep, when they're you know awake. So you consciously breathe through your nose. You breathe slow. So you know how when we are stressed, a heart rate goes up and yes. I don't know anyone who's in stress who is who's who looks who breathes normally. Yes, it's like oh my god, oh my god, and your heart rate is going up, your blood pressure is going up, your blood sugar is going up, your cortisol levels are going up. Exactly the opposite happens when your parasympathetic is activated. So it means you do this now consciously. So you consciously reduce your breathing to about six breaths a minute to whatever is possible. So if you're somebody, you know, check your breathing. And if you do it maybe 12, 14 times, you bring it down slow. But the aim should be to bring it down to about six. You know, when we are in a state of prayer, when we use the rosary, mm. automatically our breath goes down to six. Mm -hmm. So that's natural. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I was doing a lot of research on the book, I found yeah. that out. I didn't know that. But um, there's so much science to what our forefathers Absolutely. And we're finding out now how much science went into what our ancestors did. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah. So, so to breathe correctly. And you need to breathe in a way, sorry, to activate what's called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the master nerve in the body for, it's called the queen of the PNS, right, of the parasympathetic nervous system. So there are ways to activate that. So when you're inhaling, if your exhalation is longer than your inhalation, you're automatically stimulating the vagus nerve and you're going into the state of rest and digest. Yeah. When you're humming, when you're singing, you're activating this vagus nerve. So even if you're isolated and in your room, you can just, you know, hum okay. to yourself. Yeah. Because you, you think of it as a modality of treatment. <laughs> if I was to sing, everyone in the house would leave the house. But, um, would be shot so yeah that's true <laughs> so now very quickly do you have a view you know we've been reading about the nasal vaccine that's being trialed in india do you have a view on that actually the nasal vaccine is not being there's very few trials in india the trials right now with johnson and johnson in the u.s oh i thought there was one in india as well okay i'm, sh I'm sure there is but the, yeah. but the study is probably in the u.s with okay. jane i think it would be a great vaccine but uh, it's i think it's still phase one Okay. It will take a few months before it rolls out into the US. So at least India was going to get it later. But uh, it's going to be at least a few months, at least two or three months. Oh. The, the beauty of the nasal vaccine is, you know how we give polio vaccine to the kids mm -hmm. when we give oral drop mm -hmm. uh, vaccine because it goes as a drop into the nose. It gets absorbed by the mucous membrane and the absorption always in mucous membrane is with the mucous membrane is much faster. Right. So A, maximum absorption. B, it's a single dose, so we don't have to wait for a second dose. And more importantly, most importantly, I would say, this vaccine provides benefit at many levels. Of course, it will give you the immunity and, you know, the antibody production. But with the other vaccines, whether they're the mRNA, whether it's Serum India, AstraZeneca, you know, with all the vaccines, they protect the person who's taken the vaccine. Mm -hmm. But I could still Be get transferred. And because it's going to lie in my nose, I can still transmit it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. J&J, with, uh, with the nasal vaccine, whichever company, with the nasal vaccine, it, it affects, you know, it, gives, it offers me protection at both levels. It offers me protection and the person in front of me. Oh. Because I'm 
transmit the vaccine, the virus anymore. Ah, okay. That, that's a huge thing. That's massive. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so that is, I think, that the biggest, uh, you know, thing of the uh, intranasal the vaccine, if and when it does. And um, lastly, so as you know, our mission is to empower people with health and wellness. With that in mind, what is the one advice you want to leave people with? And then I'll open it up to questions from people. I think the pandemic has been an eye-opener to lots of us. And if it hasn't been, it should be. And we should use this as a learning to know that all we have is our resilience, is our immunity. The people who've had the worst outcomes, mm-hmm. who've come to the virus, are the ones with comorbidities, are the ones with type 2 diabetes, are the ones with obesity, are the ones with hypertension, all of which are lifestyle-induced and can, can almost be completely reversed. I think this is a good wake-up opportunity for everyone to say, let's take stock of our life mm-hmm. and what it takes through lifestyle so that we can get higher on our wellness curve, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you have comorbidities, whether you're battling cancer, wherever you are on that curve, you can improve the outcomes of whatever, be it the COVID-19, be it any other pathogen, be it any other pandemic, God forbid, all you have is your own health and your resilience. So do what it takes to build that so you can fight anything that you're encountered with. Okay. Okay, lovely. Now, there's, there's a bunch of questions about what are the proteins, what, vegetarian proteins, what magnesium. That's all there in Dr. V's book. Her book is called COVID and Post-COVID Recovery, Dr. V's Six-Point Plan. So it's available on Amazon. Please order it. And you can get it. I think the hardback is available in India, right? It's available in India, but sadly, mm-hmm. it's on the e- it's just an We e- got it on Kindle, yes. Yes, right. And even for those who don't have a Kindle, you can just download the Kindle app. And the book gets downloaded on it, so you can just read it on your phone, you know, because a lot of people don't have a Kindle, you know, because those are the messages I keep getting. We don't have a Kindle. That's fine. Just download the app and read it on your phone. And I truly hope this book will help people because, I mean, it comes from the experience I have had at the clinic with my patients. We've seen fantastic outcomes, knock on wood, and uh, it's a labor of love. So lovely. Now, there's, there's one question here which says, someone's experiencing chills post-COVID and they, ha- they were positive in November. So anything that can help with that? So if you're experiencing chills, chances are you also have a little fever. So there is a thermoregulatory dysfunction. Also, I've spoken about that also in my book, actually, oh, right. of the post-COVID um, problems that happen. So for about three to four months, this can happen. We see it in about 10% of the people post-COVID where their body temperature goes up by about a degree and then they feel really cold and have chills. I want you to know that this is completely normal. It will reverse and it will come down to baseline and you need to focus on that. This is just the inflammation that the virus has left behind. You don't have the virus anymore. It is the inflammation effect on the on, on the, uh, the organs that take care of um, the temperature regulation, give it about three, four months and it will come down to baseline level and the chills will disappear. And then I had uh, got a couple of questions of people who haven't got their sense of smell back. And I know you've said something about zinc there. Yeah. So um, also, like I said earlier, zinc would help, but with or without zinc, unless you're grossly deficient in zinc, 
you know, if you've taken the supplement, because most people with COVID have taken the supplement at least during not for nine months, um, the sense of smell more often than not does come back. We see patients who have lost their sense of smell for three, four, five months, but it's not permanent. And that's something that we need to keep drilling because it causes all these things cause a lot of stress. Yeah. These things temporary and they, your sense of smell will come back. So just hold on. I know it's difficult with patients. Okay, lovely. And let me see. I think that we've gone through, I mean, there are a bunch of people saying, please save this live, which I will do. And thank, uh, and you know, the, the book sounds amazing and timely, and I'm really excited that I read it. I managed to get hold of a copy. Thank you so much for being here today. And thank, thank you. you for the lovely chat. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. And here's to you leading your best life.